I'm just trying to find. Hi, everybody. Hello. We are live right now, guys. I'm live with Dan uh, D and Adam. Adam is just getting set up. Uh, so I'm going to start introing our show here. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff for you. So let's get going. Um, welcome to Talking Saratoga, a weekly podcast with insight on the latest news, debate, and discussions from Saratoga Springs, a city that has never suffered from a shortage of opinions. I'm Robin Dalton, a New York City girl turned Saratogian, a city council veteran, and a mother to John, Charlie, Alice, and Tommy, my four, four little monsters on Caroline Street. I am joined by Dan Federici, a native of the Buffalo suburb of Chickadawaga, a retired New York State trooper, past police union president, attorney, publisher of the Saratoga Report, uh, husband and father to two beautiful girls, and a lifelong beleaguered Bills fan. Adam Israel is also joining us. He's a local Saratogian business owner and most recently dipped his toes into politics as a political independent. A reminder that the opinions expressed on Talking Saratoga are our own and do not represent any other group, person, or organization. We welcome all perspectives and opinions on Talking Saratoga as long as they are expressed with honesty and mutual respect. So I wanna just uh, get right into it here, guys, because Adam Israel is joining us from Poland. And I know a lot of people have been following Adam and what he's doing, um, but I wanted uh, to just go right to you, Adam. And can you fill us in on why you're in Poland and kind of how What's transpired over the last seven days since we did this podcast? Because a lot has gone down. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as many of you may know that my wife is is, is Polish um, from Eastern Poland. And and I have family heritage from Eastern Poland, too. Uh, and so when when this this war happened and the refugees started to, to come to Poland, I thought there's got to be something I can do. We still have a our family has a small uh, uh, lake cottage here and a. Uh, and a three-seater SUV. So uh, I made a, a plan. I was just going to come down and, and, and drive refugees. It seemed like there was a big need for that. That changed, grew quickly into this 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 group I formed called um, Letters of Hope for Ukraine. The idea was, you know, Saratogians could write a letter, put in twenty dollars, seal it, and and as I drove uh, refugees or as I met refugees, I just hand them a card that would would say that the, the world in America and Saratoga is thinking about them and praying for them and also give them some spending cash. Uh, I could talk for hours about this, but one of the issues they're facing is they're all coming over with their Ukrainian currency. And the problem is there's no, the, the, there's nowhere to, that will accept Ukrainian currency now because it's just flooded the market. So refugee, you, know, you hear stories of refugees who can get out and they got out with money and, the, and, and, everything they could pack in a couple suitcases and they were able to drive across the border only to run out of gas because their currency couldn't pay for things. Um, so that this, these cards, you know, I thought at least would get them gas to get them to the next spot. Uh, it quickly grew and thank you everybody who, who did a card. It really, they're really doing some special things over here. Uh, and, and people started donating. And so, uh, you know, we, we, you know, to date we've raised, I, I don't, I don't know the exact number now, but over $10,000 that, uh, we're using to, to relocate refugees. Uh, and it's, 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 it's going pretty well. Um, right now I'm in, uh, Bialystok. It's a city, it's, uh, close to the Ukrainian border. And so it's a large city. So tomorrow I'm going to fill up my, my, uh, my car, the SUV with, with materials needed at the border and uh, drop them off and we've arranged to pick up another family this is going to be our fourth fifth family that we're going to pick up and drive them back to Kasha's hometown and, and house them so 
That's that's what's going on Adam, in a nutshell. Can you tell us a little bit about how what's the feeling? Like what's the what's the sentiment? How are people feeling? What what is what's the atmosphere in Poland right now? Yeah, so it, it's 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 a little bit of disbelief. Um, when I first landed, I went to the to, to Warsaw and went to the Warsaw Central Station, which has really become a hub for uh, a lot of the refugees. And it's 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 surreal. It really is. It, you have the, the Warsaw uh, Central Station is connected to uh, a, a very kind of posh mall in, in downtown Warsaw, and so you have you have refugees sleeping all around the, the 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 train station and right next door you have a thriving mall it's a really odd mm -hmm. contrast i can say this though that the, the polish people and the polish government are, are are just it's amazing what they're doing they've already taken over a million refugees i and, and i say that the, the the train station felt it was the the best worst case scenario you know, with, with, with as many people are coming, you have, you, you have people sleeping, but you have the Polish volunteers walking around when they're saying Kanapka, Kanapka, you know, and Kanapka is Polish for sandwich or, or sock, sock. And, and, and they walk around like juice, like you would see at a baseball game. But instead of, instead of charging people, this is all volunteers. These are all donated goods. Uh, they're, they're, they're registering all the, all the Ukrainians coming in. So they, they, they can track them, they can find them, you, you know, they, they, they can, they offer them goods, uh, or they offer, they're going to offer them social services very soon. So it's, it's, it's a lot, it's, but it's, it, it, and it's getting worse, unfortunately, but that was the Warsaw central station. So, um, that's, that's, that's that feeling. If, if I could jump in, um, uh, just to ask, Adam, when you're out in the streets, is it chaos everywhere or is it just, you, you mentioned the central station, like, give me the feel for when you leave that building you're in right now, is it the same as it's always been or is it, is it wild? Yes. So right now, right now I'm, I, we have friends of the Alistack. I'm in their attic doing this podcast. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, what, what the reality situation is that the people leaving are women and children and they're scared. They're scared. They they they're they're scared. They don't know where their husbands are. They don't know what's going to happen to them next. So they stick. They they don't. They stick to, to places that feel comfortable with other Ukrainians there. Um, so for so that's why the train station has so many Ukrainians sleeping there. For and instance, Adam, we yeah. Go ahead, Robin. Sorry, just to clarify. So that is because what you've seen is that for the most part, the husbands are staying or going back to Ukraine or staying in Ukraine to, because they're fighting. That, yeah. Correct. That's yes. why everyone is separated. Yeah, that's why everybody's saying, and that's that's why it's it's women and children and old men. That's that that, but that's what you see, and, and mostly women and children. I think a lot of old men stayed to fight too, um, and and that makes it even more difficult. I think just just to see, uh, and I'll give an example of uh, we we were evacuating a family yesterday, and it was my brother and I in Warsaw, and they didn't feel safe riding with two strange men. So uh, a female volunteer drove them three and a half hours to the hometown, worked with me to get them settled so they felt comfortable and three hours back. Uh, and, and she drove the three and a half hours back. I, I, they, she left uh, um, Augusta at, at 1230 in the morning. So she wasn't getting home to four o'clock in the morning. And she, and she was just a volunteer. So it, it's really, it's really special to see. You see the worst, you see the best in people right now, but it is, it is because of the worst of people too. So. And you're close to the border, correct? You said you're close to the Ukrainian border right now, where you are. Yeah, right now, Białystok. Yeah, it's probably about a two-hour drive, an hour and a half drive. Um, to it's it's 
the Ukraine borders the Poland on the south, so it's uh, it's kind of right at the top of the Ukraine where Ukraine is. But it is it is the, the, a major city where you can go and, and buy bulk goods. So that's why I'm here tonight. I see. Um, Adam, one of the things that I keep observing when I'm, you know, looking at all the coverage and, and I don't know if this is what you're seeing as well, but it's this kind of idea that, you know, we could all be living our regular lives, but war happens so quickly. And, you know, next thing you know, it, it doesn't discriminate with the class, gender, money, it, you know, war is an equal opportunity um, animal. And so it, these are people from all walks of life, you know, and it's people who never expected to be in the position they were in, but yeah, I could, I, I, yeah, it, it really is. You have you have uh, you know people from from the city centers who who are I don't know if posh is the right word, but uh, more affluent. Uh, um, so they're sleeping on the train floor. You have the villagers, you know, and, and, and they're sleeping on the floor. Um, one one cast I was on today was uh, a hotel in Agusa took in 30 women and I think they said 11 kids. And um, these, the, 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 once you get to my wife's city, the, you go to the city hall and the city hall turned essentially their courtroom into a receiving station. So there's, there's, there's translators there, there's computers, they log in all the, all the refugees, but then the rest is filled with tables of donated goods, right? So, so when they come in to get checked in, they can, they, they can do shopping. You know, they go around and they, and they do the shopping and find the things they need. Uh, and it is, it is, you know, if this is a week ago, this would have been unheard of. It's and it's how fast it happened. And that's how impressive it is what the Polish government is doing. Uh, one thing I, I want to re really quickly say, and I'm going to say this a thousand times, is we have to offer uh, the Ukrainians refugee status. One of the ladies, one of the ladies we have, I mean, it was, it's, I, I'll tell the story real quick. She was my wife was talking and coordinating with her and my wife's my wife's been doing all the coordination about this and, and, and like everything in, in our marriage she does all the work and i get all the credit but but she's doing a great job but she was talking to this lady and the husband and the husband was a policeman and he was coming over with this with with his wife his wife's sister and their kids and his father well once they started to get acclimated and started to get comfortable with kasha he told him that no, he was he was he stayed and he's fighting, and he was just nervous about sending his elderly father and and sister-in-law and wife and kids with strangers. So it really uh, it it's you know I'm praying for that man. It, it's it's it, we're it, we're friends on Facebook now, which is kind of cool. Uh, I to be honest with you, I can't even talk to him right now because I think I would just lose it because he's out there fighting. And 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 but I told I told her I told I did tell him that. You know, they're they're his family's safe. So, wow, um, Adam, you you don't want to hear praise from us because there's so many doing everything. But we're speaking for Robin, uh, myself, and and her viewers. What you're doing is incredible. We we may we could do this podcast for five years, and we may never cover a more consequential story with uh, from a Saratoga perspective on such a world event. Uh, so I I just I I'm moved by what you're doing. I, I know you don't want the praise, but you're going to get it anyway because this is this is incredible what you're doing. And I just had yeah. to say, thank you. And I I want to jump in and say the same, but also you know give so much love and, and praise to Kasha because Kasha's Adam's wife. She's she's here. She's raising kids. She's she's making it all happen. Her family's in Poland. 
you know, she's having, talking to all these, she's coordinating all, yeah, you know, we're, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll tell kind of two quick more stories. And if you guys have any other questions, great. But one is, you know, tomorrow from the border, we're picking up a family who was, they were, they were, um, they were traveling in, they were on vacation in Egypt when the war happened. Somehow they got to, to Budapest. They got stuck in Budapest and, and they're making their way to the border, um, uh, uh, or actually to the train station. They're not going to be at the border. They're going to be at the Warsaw train station. This is how much crazy, you know, it's trying to juggle us in your mind. But uh, it's just a show. Can you imagine being on holiday and, and, and not knowing if you ever go back to your house? The other thing I'll say that's really unique about this situation is social media. Because social media now, the connections you can make is, is unbelievable. And you can, you know, your, your, your Facebook profile is almost like a resume. So, so you, you see calls for help when you talk to people. And, and, and then it's all translated, which is awesome. So, you, you know, I'm talking to people who are speaking Russian, Ukrainian, Polish, and we're, having, and we're coordinating these really incredible things because we just, we message back and forth and there's no, there's no, you know, it's, it's, it, it, the messaging, the, 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 the translation, it, it gets the point across fantastically. So, uh, you, you know, I know social media can be a real pain in the butt sometimes, but, but what, what it's done to this unique situation and the connections I've made and the trust and friendships and that have been built because you, you, you can, you can see this person, right? You can't really fake a Facebook profile. You can go back and see what their life was like and what they were doing. Mm. And, and it's a real quick way to gain trust with them. And that's really aided in me being able to figure out who I can work with and who needs help and, 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 and be, be confident that, that they're, they're trustworthy, you know, they're, they're being honest. So that's not always the case, but it's, it's, it certainly helps. Well, we so appreciate you and what you guys are doing. You know, you, you, you had the connections and ability to then jump action and, and, and on the ground. I know everyone wants to help. They're asking how they can help. Um, I will share. Um, oh, sorry. I sorry. I lost you guys for a second. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can hear sorry. you. Around. Yep. All right. Good. Um, so it's Letters for Hope Ukraine on Facebook is the uh, page that you have. Venmo information is on there. If people want to donate, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's Venmo on there. People can donate. I never expected this to be a, 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 a donation thing, you, you know, but it's blowing up. So we're going to have other avenues as far as, you know, possibly becoming a 5013C and, 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 and being more legit now. But yeah, I mean, right now the, the, this, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of big money coming in, but there's a lot, a lot of things falling through the cracks. And I, and I, and Robin, maybe we could share this to go on these these Facebook groups, these Ukrainian kind of Facebook groups looking for people looking for help. And you'll see that there's a lot coming in, but there's a heck of a lot of, pardon me, a, a big a big need out there still. And there's going to be for a while because Poland, one other interesting point I want to add is is you can tell Poland is at its limits. When, when we came mm. down, when we came here, when I came here, I don't know, three days ago, there was, I think, maybe one family in Kasha's city. Uh, they now are no longer accepting refugees because because the school system can't handle the kids. You know, so they so they can't. It, it, and that's how serious, you know, they're taking this where they're already enrolling the kids in school, in the Polish schools here. And, and, and it's kind of like, all right, save as many people as we can, then figure out what the heck to do next. But right now, you know, it's we're certainly in the just save as many people as they can phase. And, and I can't praise Poland enough for the for the for the generosity and hospitality. And you see it. You, you see the Ukrainians I, all the time um, are talking about how Poland is, is their brother. 
uh, and, 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 you know, and Russia on the other side, what they think of them too. So. Well, I think we're all, we all see so much of ourselves in what's happening uh, with the Ukrainians. And so it feels like it's a, it's a, for, for democracy and, and really good evil. And so we are, I know that my heart is with them and, you know, just so happy you're there, but I stay safe, please, be, you know, be um, careful and stay yeah. safe because we need you in one piece, buddy. Yeah, um, well, I say if, if I get bombed, you guys are getting bombed pretty quickly after. So, you know, being in a NATO <laughs> country right now. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate that. And I know, Robin, you and I talked about, I mean, real kind of off the cuff, but we'll see if we can make a head of doing, you know, something yeah. from the border tomorrow. So um, just to kind of to kind of shed light on what's going on at the border and uh, bring awareness to this. And again, bring awareness to the fact that that the Poland can't absorb an entire country they're, yeah. they're, they're the places you know the calls for places to stay are getting louder and sadder i hate to say it mm -hmm. you know and and because it's just it's 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 filled up it's like a hotel there's only so many rooms and once those rooms fill up there's nowhere for people to go i do want to say too other european countries are certainly stepping up you see and hear people all the time saying hey i live in italy i have you know i have this little you know the chateau on a lake i can take up to eight people you can get here i can assist with travel you, you know you do see that but again the vast numbers i i think i heard it was eighty thousand a day right now are crossing the yeah. crossing the border so it's not it's not going to get better it's not it's not I, I it's not it is a humanitarian crisis but it's, it's a humanitarian crisis that's really going to get teeth pretty soon i, if, I believe if, it's if the biggest i'm going to go it's the biggest exodus since I think five million people. Uh, it's definitely yeah. um, this is going to be going on for a long time, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll be here and trying to support uh, Ukraine as much as we possibly can. Dan, anything else to add? I want to let Adam uh, um, a lot of work to do. Adam, just repeat the the Facebook page again, and there's a Venmo option. And and real quick, tell what that money would do if they donated. Yeah, so the Facebook is Letters for Hope for Ukraine. The the needs and, and a little background on me. I've I've been through a disaster area before. I was on a Caribbean island in 2017, and we were hit with two Category Five hurricanes in two weeks. So it, it, that experience of going through that is it, it does lend itself to this. And something I learned from that experience is through here is the needs change daily, right? So I just saw a call today for the and this is why I was going to the border is that okay it's it, it's forecasted to get cold they need they need long underwear they need sleeping bags they need warm supply you know so so that's right right now where the money is going is to get you know warm apparel to the border so people coming over don't freeze um for the family that was in egypt who's coming i'm going to get some some warm apparel for them too because who knows you know you pack for a for a, a vacation in egypt you're probably not bringing boots and jackets right so for them, I'm, I'm you know, we're gonna get uh we're gonna get warm clothes. The donations go for the family who came in at 1215 last night. I went to the market and just so when they came in, they they I would not say they had a full fridge, but I, I you know, eggs, butter, milk, you know, toys, candies for the kids, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I think you said more. they have a three-year-old and a three-month-old with them. That that this is a this is a, that was a different oh. No, that that and I lose track of the kids. That that was there were two best friends. You know, one one was an economist, one was a social worker, and again, so I think between them they had five children with them. Um, you know, ages three to eleven, and it's just it's it, the, the, the I mean the children. I, 
they're it's it, it, it's sad it's sad as a parent to see them but they're not sad because because of you know and the ones who make it to me aren't right the ones who are that's that that's who you're really for the ones who aren't outside of ukraine yet mm. but the, by the time they make it to me their their parents have have normal i don't want to I don't, I don't know normalize is the right word but but not panic them you, you know that they've kind yeah. of go through the motions this is what we're doing this is yeah. you know so so so, so the kids the kids kind of have looks in their eyes but but you know in the train station you see you see them you know 10 of them kicking soccer balls around and run, you know they just kind of form little groups and play around and 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 they you know they're really again not having a good time but there are thankfully it, 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 by the time they get to me it's they, they're not traumatized there's certainly ones that have passed and that are traumatized but well, I have parents we all know you know what we have to do in, in scary situations to put on a, a brave face and uh certainly ukrainians are putting on a very brave face in everything that they're doing um and so again it's it's so hard to talk about it makes me very emotional and i know um adam i'm sure it's been so emotional for you as well but um dan again unless you have anything else to add i want to i want to let adam go so we can get back to it but we are going to try to do another live tomorrow from the border and also um i'm hoping to have to talk about refugees that's important to get for Ukrainians um, who are having to flee but adam we love you we'll keep sharing information on how people yeah. can donate Stay yeah safe. yeah Th thank you guys i just consider myself the the mailman i just bring bring <laughs> bring your mail and good cheers from america to the ukrainians so thank you guys i'm, I'm gonna jump off thank you, right. thank you. Glory thank you. please be careful wow. so we're gonna switch gears here a little bit i know that was an emotion, but um, uh, and our next guest, hello, Tim and Elliot. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hello, welcome. Um, Dan, yeah. do you want to take this one away? Sure, sure. Um, first of all, uh, uh Tim and Elliot, um, I uh, we originally planned on keeping this uh separate, but we we <laughs> we, we move on the fly with this podcast. Um, so, so thank you for both joining us. And uh, I just want to editorialize for a minute how, you know, this, this crazy segue from these, what Adam is doing, how fortunate are we here in America? I, I, I feel guilty every day and I'm sure you do as well. You know, you go to the ATM, you get money out so you can buy stuff to feed your family. And, you know, imagine this family with kids. I, I put my kids in a minivan with air conditioning and a DVR and that, that's tough enough. I, I just, I'm so moved by all this that we are so fortunate to be able to talk about our next subject as if it's so serious and on a local level it is. I, uh, but at the same time, in, in the life and death that uh, in the world that Adam's living in right now, uh, we are just so fortunate and I hope everybody realize that. I'm not gonna apologize for being fortunate, but I am gonna appreciate that we can, we can deal with uh, small issues that uh, uh, are not life and death. So with-, with Agree. That, <laughs> yeah, with 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 that segue, um, uh, we we have you both on because uh, Saratoga Lake is back in the news. Uh, just a few weeks ago, it was Snake Hill. Uh, this week, it's the uh, regarding a proposal for condos and uh, commercial space on the south shore of Saratoga Lake in the town of Malta, uh, where Dodonna's restaurant was for years, and now it's a nostalgia alehouse and wine bar. And uh, as you might expect have a proposal for 96 condos uh, on a lakefront that will create some controversy. And, and that is certainly the case here. Um, this, this issue has been in, uh, in the press 
and we wanted to bring some people on to talk about it and give some insight into it and so forth. So um, our, our, our two guests, I'll introduce you both, and then Tim, I'll go back to you. Uh, Tim Dunn is a Malta Town Councilman since 2015. Uh, he serves as president of Dunn Strategy Group, a business and marketing consulting firm, and spent two decades working in real estate and economic development. Um, and um, also, uh, Elliot Creswell, uh, is the president of the Saratoga Lake Association. The SLA is a nonprofit organization dating back to the 1930s. I did not know that until you told, uh, wrote that for me, Elliot. Uh, it has over 400 members. Um, you can join on their website uh, if you have a care for Saratoga Lake and I'm a past member, I need to re-up. Um, their mission is to promote and enhance the health, safety, sanitation, ecology, recreation, and environmental quality of Saratoga Lake through education, charitable contributions, and environmental action. Uh, so, Elliot, thank you for coming to us. Tim, uh, back to you. Um, uh, you, by the, you two, by the way, are our second uh, guest ever on Talking Saratoga. So that may be a Jeopardy question someday, right? Oh. <laughs> and uh, so congratulations. This is, this is really breaking ground for us. And this is our first live broadcast. That'll be the separate. Who, who, who the green room was fantastic, Dan. Well, how was the green, the green room? It was good? The snacks and the beverages in the green room. <laughs> and um, uh, Robin, thank you for setting this up. I have no part of this. She has 100% part of this. And she she wants me to help take over some of this. And uh, I keep promising her I will. <laughs> I've been uh, able to dodge that, but I, uh, but Tim, um, uh, can you can you kind of set the table for our viewers here on this more than what I said? And if I was wrong, uh, I'm thick-skinned. Don't don't be afraid to correct me on what I said so far. What can you tell us about this project, uh, and why is it not sitting well with some of the property owners at the south end of the lake? No, uh, well, first of all, thank you, uh, thank you both for for having us on. Um, you know, far too often what we see in 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 you know projects of this magnitude is is folks not getting involved on the front end and, and, and it, after it gets built, then everybody gets upset. And so I, I'm, I think we're very fortunate on Saratoga Lake and in the town of Malta that we have a, a really well-engaged uh, local community and, and folks that, that really very deeply care about about the community. Um, no, you, you, were, you, you generally characterize the project correctly. What's been proposed for um, the, the former South Shore Marina uh, um, location is a, a combination of residential and, and retail uses, uh, uh, sort of a mini community un, unto itself with about 96 uh, uh, condos and townhouse units, along with uh, a clubhouse, gym, pool, um, uh, there's also a, a, a plans for a, a restaurant um, that would be open to the public and um, a, a small um, public benefit of a uh, public accessible kayak launch um, with some some parking spaces along with it. And and you did correctly identify the, the location. This is the old uh, former Dodonna's Nostalgia and uh, South Shore Marina uh, right at the end of Dunning Street, Plains Road and uh, corner of 9P. Excellent. And um, um, so what, what what are the next steps if this project is to go forward? Uh, did you just have a meeting uh, two nights ago? Is that correct? Can you? Yeah. So we actually we originally heard the, 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 the original concept about a year ago on this on this project, um, quite quite a while ago. Um, and it's evolved a little bit. But we did hear a presentation just on Monday night. Um, and and the, the proposal itself, what the uh, developer is looking for is what's called a plan development district or a PDD. 
And um, these are land use tools that are used primarily when there's a project that's desired to be built that doesn't directly align with existing zoning and, and, and master plan uh, um, um, that are in place. Um, and, and we see, unfortunately, a lot of these in the town of Malta. Um, for many years, the plan development district was sort of the uh, land use tool of first resort. Um, we've tried to address our zoning and, and, and modernize it to avoid these PDDs because they're essentially an exception to the law. They're, they're a, an appropriate and usable tool, but um, they're not the most easily manageable or, or really not you know, envisioned in master plans and long range plans. We did just hear a, a proposal from the, the applicant on Monday night. Um, we, uh, last Monday night, this is, this past Monday night, we referred the project to the planning board. And from a process standpoint, once the application for a project is deemed complete by our planning staff, the town board has 30 days to refer that project to the planning board for their review. The planning board is an independent uh, um, volunteer board that's appointed by the town board. Um, but even though they're appointed by us, they're independent from the town board. There's actually a specific exclusion in state law that prohibits town board members from interfering in the activities of the planning board. The planning board will review this project and its application and all the implications of it in a, in a public and transparent manner as part of uh, regular planning board meetings. And then ultimately provide a recommendation back to the town board to either reject, accept, or modify um, the proposal. And then ultimately it comes down to the town board to finalize and approve or disapprove the project as it has been uh, proposed. So this is really starting the process. Um, it, it's definitely a process that will take some time as we go forward. Okay. Robin, uh, you, you served as a commissioner in Saratoga Springs. Uh, uh, Tim and Robin, did you do you do these jobs for the glory or all the money? I'm not sure. The money, obviously, it's all all about the money. Okay. Yeah, that that, well, that two hundred twenty dollars a week is you know. It's how can you say no to that? <laughs> uh, Robin, you have some insight into these processes as Saratoga has you know slightly different but still a parallel perhaps. Uh, do, do you have any questions for Tim? Um, no, I'm actually just, it's really interesting to hear about how other municipalities, what their process is and, you know, how, how it works. And I think it's, it's helpful because I don't think we have a perfect process here by any means. Um, and so, you know, getting feedback early and being able to make adjustments early, um, I think is always great. Um, and, and, you know, comp making compromises, which has to happen are important. Um, but uh, without turning away business, you know, we don't, I think Saratoga has suffered from so much regulation that it's been off-putting for new businesses who want to come here um, or, or new developers who want to come here. And so, you know, we don't want that, um, but we also want to protect our green spaces and we want to um, make sure we follow our comp plan, which kind of lays out how the city should be developed and, and keeps our green belt intact. Um, I know Saratoga Lake is always really challenging because of how many different municipalities border the lake. And so there's no, and correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, and LA, you, I'm sure, um, know way more than me on this subject, but because there's no one person kind of in charge of Saratoga Lake and what happens there, um, it can be uh, it can be challenging um, because maybe one municipality wants to do something one way and one doesn't. And when it comes to, especially like issues of pollution or uh, the watershed, um, I know that can be, or has been tricky in the past, um, but Elliot can probably speak to that better, better than I can. 
Okay, great. Well, then, in that case, we will we will shift to Elliot. Um, Elliot, President of Saratoga Lake Association. Elliot, before we talk about this, I just briefly want to say, uh, well done on Snake Hill. You had a low-key approach. Uh, my approach is to throw hand grenades and come in guns blazing, <laughs> and they'd probably be building right now. That would have failed. You had a low-key approach of communication with the with the Dakes, and um, you know I, I know they listed some reasons of more economic why it was. Uh, uh, why uh, the, the the project was uh, uh, scuttled, but uh, good for you in in what you did there. Uh, congratulations! That that's 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 a big win, no matter how it came about. Uh, now on this project, you you and I spoke uh, uh, this week, and you don't have uh, so much a a pointed uh, view of it. You have a more general, if I recall, but I won't steal your thunder. If you could talk about um, a Saratoga Lake Association view of this project, and um, and uh, also. Um, if, if you could also talk about uh, your overall uh, stewardship of the lake, uh, your view of how why development affects the whole lake, why a small development is so important in ways that may not be obvious to our viewers. Sure. Well, you know, um, Tim, it's good to see you. Dan and Robin, thanks for, for having me. And, and certainly, um, I don't know if kudos is the right sentiment, but certainly, you know, we, it's, it's hard to put where Adam is and what he's doing out of mind at a time like this. It, it, um, it's just an extraordinary act that he's doing, whether it's because he's married to, uh, someone from Poland or not. So, you know, the leadership and the courage and all that is just the tip of the spear in terms of what he's dealing with there. So it's, you know, all the good sentiments that we have certainly are with him. And, and, um, I certainly appreciated hearing a, an update this morning or at least this afternoon when we tuned in. So really, uh, affecting stuff. Um, so there's no real good segue back to what we're talking about. So I, <laughs> back I to the lake. <laughs> yeah, but, um, again, you know, we, we really appreciate you guys reaching out and, and sort of the, the open-minded way of approaching this and, there's a lot to these projects for sure. And as you mentioned, Dan, you know, SLA doesn't have a, a, a defined position with regard to South Shore Marina. Uh, the Dodonas, that family has, have been members for many, many years, and they've been pillars for the lake community for decades, running the business in the marina and seeing that grow as the lake community itself grew. So we certainly wish them well in, in the next chapter, whatever that brings for them. Um, and as Tim mentioned, the, the Mangino family, just a little bit down 9P, are potentially in, in a, a similar situation, you know, longstanding um, pillars looking to maybe transition their property and business and open a next chapter. And, um, you know, we welcome that. We encourage that. We certainly wouldn't want to oppose that. But to your point, Dan, in terms of a, a broader perspective, um, you know, just a, a little bit of history for, for SLA. As you mentioned, we've been around since the 30s and 40s. At that time, we were called the Saratoga Lake Property Owners Association, um, and we've since uh, morphed into SLA. We were incorporated as we were in, in the mid-90s, so that's the current sort of composition of SLA. But the roots, uh, many of the bylaws, the members, the challenges go back um, generations and the lake itself is not what it used to be. And, and that's not a, I don't mean that in a remorseful or regretful way, but like everything in our lives, it changes over time. And lakes, especially when they have a human footprint in and around them, take ongoing maintenance. They don't just find equilibrium on their own, or at least if they do, it's not an equilibrium that's necessarily uh, compatible with human interaction. You know, the water will change, certain events will happen, the quality, et cetera. Um, and so it takes stewardship, it takes attention, it takes management, it takes an active um, collection of partners, frankly. And so 
um, SLA has been um, sort of the, the the constant voice of the neighbors of the people that come and live here, whether it's year round or seasonally. Um, we've interacted with municipalities as best we can. Those relationships, like any, there have been times where they're really strong and, and close. There have been other times where they're more strained or distant. And we're constantly working to improve that from our perspective. And so just to bring this down to a really specific example, I think, Robin, you highlighted this dynamic. If you think of a typical oval bathtub that's not dissimilar to the shape and contour of Saratoga Lake, um, and while we may draw lines around that as political and geographic entities, the bathtub doesn't know any different. The bathtub doesn't <laughs> know where Stillwater ends and where Saratoga begins. And if you fill that bathtub with water and squirt a bunch of, say, food coloring in there, the food coloring is not going to ask you where the Malta town line is and say, well, I'm not supposed to go beyond here because I'm from Malta. I'm going to stay to my little corner. And so, um, you know, I don't mean to be cute with it, but that that's the dynamic. Yeah. And um, that's, that's helpful, actually. That's yeah, helpful. That's a good analogy. The stewardship element comes in. And so, again, by way of a, a short history lesson, um, in 1986, um, legislation was passed at the state level to create the Saratoga Lake Protection and Improvement District. Many You may know it by SLPID as the acronym. That uh, they have five commissioner seats, one for each municipality, and then an at-large seat. And then uh, luckily, uh, they very recently um, appointed a full-time staff member, Christina, who is um, just doing a tremendous job. She, she has deep, deep roots in this area, cares very, very deeply about the lake. Um, so that's a government entity. They are a government entity. They're a taxing authority. They, their jurisdiction runs just a little bit past the bridge on Fish Creek on Union Ave, if you're familiar. And they collect money and they run those big, weird orange harvester things that you might see out on the water. Those are theirs. And they do uh, pesticide applications, different things. So we're always trying to complement what they do. Um, we are a 501c3. We are a nonprofit. We are, you know, a very different animal. But the more we can have, you know, healthy communicative relationships with the town of Malta, um, with Stillwater, who I give a lot of credit for showing, you know, a lot of leadership and, and, um, forward thinking on this stuff. In addition to all our, our business and, and individual members, you know, we have a terrific board, we have terrific members, and and maybe we can book another hour sometime and I can tell you how great they all are. But, um, you know, hopefully that kind of zooms out a little bit in that a little project like Snake Hill, like Cedar Bluff, like South Shore, certainly we respect property owners' rights. We are many of those property owners. That's, that's not what we're about. But we're also trying to, to think about the, the parts and the whole, the forest and the trees at the same time so that the long-term health of the lake, the property value, the recreational value, the ecological value that it brings to Saratoga, um, you know, we get to share them with future generations just like past ones did for us. Great. So is there, LA? Do, do you have specific concerns about this proposal um, that that you've articulated um, to to, you know, Tim or the, the the bodies that are debating it in the right now, the planning boards and whatnot? You're talking about the South Shore project? Correct. Yeah, we, we've had some board members put together some commentary and some specific kind of um, technical points on particular aspects of it. Um, and Tim and the other board members have have seen those and they're, you know, they're very thoughtfully weighing them. So, um, but it, we don't, at the moment, we're not sort of for or against, you know, we recognize that things change over time and Again, the, the Dodonas have worked hard over the years, and and if if this is their next chapter, then then 
you know, we wish them well. But, um, you know, stormwater mitigation is always top of mind. And the reason for that, if you think about that bathtub model, everything that's higher than the lake is going to drain into the lake. The, the watershed for Saratoga Lake is over 240 square miles. We have a larger drainage area than Lake George. I don't know if people really fully appreciate wow. that. Um, things that happen in Northumberland and Charlton and Greenfield, it's a trickle, but it still is all part of the same ecological system. And so it's all about balance. You know, how can we allow, you know, responsible, modest development where it's appropriate in alignment with zoning and, and regulations, of course, that also preserve the quality of the lake that draws the development in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. There are yeah. examples of lakes, you know, Boston Lake has, has been dealing with some of these issues. There's been examples of lakes that have frankly just had to shut down. They are not approachable or swimmable or mm -hmm. interactable with human or animal life. And that's a little bit gloom and doom. And I, you know, I don't mean to emphasize that, but that is in the realm of possibility given certain circumstances. So you know, we're, we're trying to engage, we're trying to listen to everybody we can. And, and it's it's a tough task that the town has and, and the developers to find something that everybody can agree with. So, yeah, and well, Elliot, Elliot, I hits, on a couple, hits on a couple really great points there. And, and you know, the stormwater runoff is really from where I sit, one of the one of the biggest uh, uh, concerns. Um, you know, you have some interesting scenarios along the Malta shoreline of of Saratoga Lake, and we're only one community, obviously, in the lake. But, um, you know, we have a, a significant part of Saratoga Lake in the town of Malta that isn't really buildable. They're, they're mm. with slopes and with, in other areas. You're not seeing a lot of you're not seeing a lot of development pressure in those areas because it's, it's just not practical. Um, we have two rather large uh, uh, parcels on, on the lakefront. Um, in Dodonna's slash South Shore Marina and the Mangino's uh, uh, property that are, are larger, that have seen commercial operations in the past, but they're what's called, you know, uh, uh, non-conforming uh, um, uh, uses that are, uh, they're legal non-conforming uses, excuse me, because they were there before the zoning. And then you have all these other properties along the lake that are residential. Um, and, and But what we've seen is, is this transition um, over the generations where, you know, in the 1950s, 60s and 70s, a lot of these properties were seasonal camps. They were they might have been 800,000 square foot houses um, that were used just in the summertime that now over generations, people love the lake and they want to enjoy time in the lake. And those smaller seasonal properties have become year round and, and sometimes larger properties. Um, I used to serve on the Malta zoning board. And let me tell you, on a monthly basis, we would have a variance request come in seeking to, you know, build larger than the footprint somewhere down on the lakefront with one of these, with one of these smaller properties. And, and any, you, you drive along the lakefront and you can see the very, very small lot lines with, with the, you know, with the building coverage on these lot lines. Um, that's something that, you know, you want to encourage people to live on and enjoy the lake but it's, I'm not sure that the balance has been found there in the way that, that we have regulated that and, and allowed for variances along the lake. Um, and, and, you know, there aren't a lot of opportunities for developments along the lake where the town can really have more of a regulatory uh, uh, approach to stormwater. And, you know, if someone wants to encourage business growth, you know, I, I, I hesitate to ever use the word regulate because I, I, mm -hmm. I, I 
shudders for my my youth as a as a Reagan supporter of of, of regulation. But uh, uh, the reality is, if if governments don't take stormwater management seriously, it's going to really really significantly impact the lake. And and this is a project in particular where where you know we want to make sure it's done correctly to make sure that we can improve stormwater management uh, in that in that neighborhood. Great. Well, I, I, there's so much to talk about here, but I've got to wrap you guys only because we have uh, another segment coming up and we're, we've got a little long. But I just have to say the big difference I'm, I'm seeing here between how we do things in Saratoga Springs and what you're describing is that we never don't have someone that doesn't have a strong opinion. So hearing Elliot say he's not, not for or against, I'm like blown away. So um, I think Robin, that's a good sign. Oh, oh so I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Robin. Before Elliot goes, Elliot, say the website. And I think it's just $35 for someone to join SLA. Is that correct? Yeah, there's various memberships, but yeah, saratogalake.org, um, and there's a big old join us button right there at the top. Thank oh, you. Sorry, Robin, back, back to you. Thank you. And to find more information on the project, you could go to malta-town.org, and if you click through to our planning department, you'll see uh, um, documents listed there and a link for proposed planned uh, proposed planning districts, um, and you'll be able to awesome. find this information on the project. Yeah. And well, Thank you. I'm sorry, Dan. Go, go oh, ahead. We, we'll, uh, Robin, you're, you're a wizard providing those things on our uh, Talking Saratoga sites and so forth, right? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. I'll both. make sure I get that information out. Thank you both so much for your approach and for coming on and for being so uh, collaborative in all these projects. I think it's uh, the best thing for everybody. So Absolutely. thank you. We appreciate it. And I hope we thank can you. have you back soon. Thank, thank you. you. Best to have Thank you. Take care. Joining us now wow. is Abby. Can you hear me? I can. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Doing great, well, Abby. Thank, thank you for being here, Abby. Um, so, sorry, guys. I'm, we're using this uh, new platform, and i am got a lot going on trying to manage here. But um, we wanted to welcome Abby, who is the president and CEO of Empire Media, which publishes Saratoga Living and Capital Region Living magazines as well as programs for SPAC, the Albany Symphony, and other nonprofit organizations. Uh, you just had a brand new issue of Saratoga Living come out. I don't know if people can see it. It is beautiful. Thank looks you. looks awesome. And there's so much good stuff inside. And uh, we want to go through some of it. It's, it's really, it's fun stuff. We're doing another little kind of left turn here. I've gone from, from war <laughs> to zoning and lakes, but now we're going to fun lifestyle, drinking and eating. And um, you have a lot of good scoop in here about um, things that are opening and happening anew. And one of the things that uh, I know that we were talking about was, let's see, SPAC programming is a big thing. They just announced some programming that's really exciting. Yes, everyone, you know, we're just so excited for the summer after one completely canceled season and then an abbreviated one last year. They're coming back full force this year. Um, you know, we've got Yo-Yo Ma, we've got Joshua Bell, we've got all 90 ballet dancers coming back this year. It's going to be an amazing summer. So we're all very, very excited. That is awesome. I know there's a lot of um, some restaurant and bar news too. There's been a, we've got some new hotspots opening soon. Yes, we're seeing a ton of activity coming out of COVID. It's really exciting. Um, so much so that we've really ramped up our food and drink coverage in the magazine. So if that is an interest of anybody, we do encourage you to start picking up the magazine. We're doing more and more stories. Um, some of the new stuff that's happening um, here in downtown Saratoga, everyone's talking about Bocage. 
the biggest question I'm being asked is, are they only serving champagne? No, of course not. <laughs> so is, this is, by the way, this is the little champagne bar. We talked about this on Phyla Street, correct? Yep, it's on Phyla Street, just off of Broadway. Uh, it's in the space that used to be a falafel place. It's very small. It's going to be, um, I know I called it a, a confection of a bar. It's just this tiny, beautiful <laughs> little jewel box that's serving champagne, but they are serving still wines as well. And they will have a full bar going into summer. Their plans are to start serving brunch. They're going for a kind of tea party type brunch. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So the other big piece of news that I've been hearing about was, um, we know the Martell brothers who own Druthers and uh, also opened Seneca, which are two, you know, really favorites of people in Saratoga Springs and beyond. Um, the stadium space that has been uh, vacant for some time on Broadway is being uh, taken over by the Martells, I believe, and they are opening up a really exciting new concept of a restaurant there. Yeah, Andrea, and they experimented with um, sort of this noodle concept by doing some pop-ups at Seneca, which you mentioned. And half of the menu will be um, different ramen dishes, which is really exciting because we don't have that here. Our half are small plates, you know, your sort of bao buns and your other Asian small plates that are really fun to share. And they're going to have a full bar. It's going to be a really fun environment. And just like you said, something different. If, yeah, if I'm one, so pumped about that. Who doesn't love ramen, right, guys? Yes. If if I can make a slight correction, uh, because they they're a longtime Saratoga Report advertiser, Nine Miles East, which does everything well, does do ramen every Wednesday. Now they're not a ramen yeah. restaurant, but I do want to point that out. And I, ramen I'm, I'm is Nine Miles East. But is there anything is there anything that the, the Martell brothers touch that doesn't turn out terrific? <laughs> right? You just know this is going to be terrific. Yes. They've got the special sauce. That is for sure. They got the yes. special sauce. Um, there was a couple of the restaurants that you mentioned um, that were expanding and or opening that I didn't know about, but I, I know our, our, our viewers would want to hear about. Sure. Fans of the Hideaway, I think, is one of the ones you're probably referring to, which is over at Saratoga Lake Golf Club. Um, and it's not, you know, um, non-members can definitely go. It's a great little lunch spot. They've got great cocktails, sandwiches, that kind of thing. They are opening up a new place called Iron's Edge in Boston Spa. Um same type of feel, but uh, but new uh, menu items. Um, we talked about Ray. We talked about Bocage. Oh, and then Artisanal Brew Works is opening um, a much bigger tap room on the way um, to Nove from downtown. And they're offering Bloody Marys, their first um, kind of cocktail. So we're hoping they're going to expand. And uh, very exciting for us is they're going to do a beer garden for the summer, which is super fun. And then hopefully down the road, they are going to have a restaurant component. Abby, prediction, where will be the hotspots this summer for bars or restaurants? Where, what do you think is going to be like, where, where are the lines going to be? I'm a sparkly wine girl myself, so I'm really pushing Bocage myself. <laughs> uh, I think Morrissey's, again, you can't beat it. Um, location, ambiance, uh, they are just moving so fast, trying to get all of these new things, all the new renovations and new concepts um, up and running. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm hoping those two, and also you can easily walk back and forth between those two. So um, I think that it's going to be you're going to see a lot of action on that part of the street, walking yeah back and forth across Broadway. I think. Dan, what are your favorite uh, summer spring outdoor eating spots? Do you have uh, any you favorites? Know, you you mentioned uh, you 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 mentioned Seneca earlier, and my wife and I uh, love it there. We've never been to the outdoor patio 
but uh, mm. we absolutely love it there. Anywhere along Broadway, is, is there a bad seat at any restaurant? You're going to get great food, um, uh, a, a beautiful view. The the ambiance, the the, the commotion is actually uh, appealing to me. Um, I, I I'm a Saratoga lover from the heart. Um, we we are so we talked earlier, Abby. Uh, you know, and I, I won't get back to getting so serious again. But we are so fortunate here. What what. Regard, you know, when there's serious things going on in the world, we, we realize we're that much more fortunate. But even when when life is pretty uh, even keeled, we still are so fortunate here to have what we have here in Saratoga Springs. Are there some problems? <laughs> Certainly. Is is it perfect? Is, is it are, are there things we need to address? Do we have to become more human? Ab absolutely. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm going to enjoy life as much as I can uh, uh, during times that I can. Again, we're, we're taking well, and you know you know what makes everything better. A drink and a good meal, right? Yes. yes and I, you said Broadway restaurants. I got to just give a shout out to my little hood down on Henry Street because Henry Street oh, is yeah. popping. There's so many great spots yes. down there. Down Phyla, you know, this new champagne bar, but then you keep going. You've got Patty's. You've you're got, right. Yeah. It's Cafe not limited. It's, 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 it in is. the outskirts, even the outskirts. You mentioned Nove and there's other restaurants into Wilton um, and, and, and down in Malta. We, we have a plethora of, of choices here. And so, as well, I love Boston Paulson Spa restaurants. Um, of course, I'm going to tell everybody to eat in Saratoga Springs because we like the sales tax, right? So everybody eat in Saratoga Springs, please. Um, but uh, Abs, you also were telling me about this um, concept that's opening up, I think, at, at the mall that I was like dying over because I thought oh, it was yes. so interesting. Are you talking about the X-Files Museum? <laughs> the X-Files Museum, Saratoga. We are getting an X-Files Museum. At the mall. What does that even mean? <laughs> Oh, it's going to be something. I'm pretty excited to go down there. Uh, they have now, since press time, they have committed to the opening date of April 30th. So we still have a few weeks. Um, this couple loves the X-Files. They have a great story. They have been collecting things for years now. And they actually bring their uh, memorabilia on the road to the various X-Files conventions and things. But they have some items from the actual shows that were so big they have been unable to travel with them. So when I'm talking fans from around the world, I am literally talking, we've been getting messages from people around the world dying for this museum and the the show creator, which in this you know world is you know a god, is coming to the to the opening on April 30th. Oh. So we're talking a good deal. Um, David Duchovny himself um, on TMZ gave his blessing. Then we have the show creator. <laughs> a lot of things coming to the ribbon cutting. I mean, this is this is sort of a big deal. So very exciting. Can I put you on the spot? Do you know where in the mall this is going to be? No, it's actually on Route 50, just past the mall. Oh, I'm sorry, on the other side. That's right, yeah. uh, across yeah. across Route 50. Exactly. Okay. So I love this. You yeah, can say like we have an article. And I'll have it we've on got the racing museum, the dance museum. We've got a children's museum, and then we've got an exiles oh, museum. <laughs> back, back, That's back awesome. To, oh, back to the current issue of the magazine. I have not seen it yet, but based on your previous issues, yeah. your articles and your pictures just pop. That is such an enjoyable read, that magazine. So I encourage all of our readers. Abby, briefly tell readers where they can pick, uh, find, find Saratoga Living, the current issue. We are a free magazine. We're in Hannaford. We're in Price Chopper. We're in Select Stewart's. And we are in all of the boutiques and most of the restaurants in downtown and in places all over the Capital Region. Uh, Robin did show our flip side, which is Capital Region Living. And that does mean that we are, um, you know, we're down as far as Greene County and north as far as Glens Falls. So we are we are literally all over. So 
Well, I just want to say thanks, Abby, because we are big supporters of local media and local journalism. And I know it's been a struggle for everyone to get through the pandemic. And you guys, you know, have kept going and persevered. And your online content is fantastic. And uh, we're just we're so appreciative that you do what you do. And we hope we can have you back again to talk about, you know, upcoming issues. And you've always got the tea. You've always got the scoop. So uh, yes. we got to keep our yeah. I would love um, to come on anytime, and thank you for me, you know, for talking about local journalism. Um, you know, I talk to other local journalists at all of the different outlets as often as I can. We have all been trying to work together, and it is a struggle. And we're all trying to think outside the box to bring you guys everything you want to read and see and everything. So, um, thank you know to the community for your support, and we definitely do need it. So, and everyone, check out SaratogaLiving.com because that's a lot of that good online content is there, which gets updated pretty frequently. You guys, you oh, guys yeah. turn out a lot of great content. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Abby. We are going to let you go. So Dan and I can do our quick cheer and jeer and then sign off. But thank you. We appreciate you coming on. See you soon. Dan, it's just you and me now, bud. Wow. This is new, breaking new ground. I know. Should we wrap up with our cheer and jeer for the week? Uh, yes, absolutely. Would you like to go first or you would like me to go first? Um, you, why don't you take it away? Take it away. Okay. Well, uh, the, the cheer is going to be obvious to, to not just uh, Adam Israel, but all the Adam Israels out there, whether they're from Saratoga or California or other countries, uh, the, the people that are helping in, in Poland and in other areas of Europe, uh, this humanitarian crisis, you know, war first and then a humanitarian crisis resulting, they often go hand in hand, of course. Um, uh, God bless Adam. God bless everybody that's out there. Uh, uh, the spouses back home, like Adam's wife, uh, that, that are doing everything. I, I can't say enough. I feel I feel so uh, small when I think about what, what, what people like Adam are doing, and I'm just not in a position to do what they're doing to, to go over there. So I, I, I thank I thank the world that that we have the Adam Israels of the world, and so many like him, and, and the families back home that take care of the home front. And uh, God bless these these victims and refugees. And uh, again, go go to go to Adam's uh, uh, Facebook page or others. Letters for Hope for for Ukraine. You can go on there. Uh, so that is my cheer. I don't have an official jeer, but uh, within the past uh, twenty hours, Robin, as we briefly talked, is uh, uh, there's there's and I'm not I'm not uh, jeering Gaffney's, but that issue has come up. That's a oh yeah that we need to follow up uh, on next week. We weren't. Uh, this just started breaking, at least uh, as a major news story yesterday, that uh, some police officers got injured in a uh, uh, some issues going there. Uh, Gaffney's is denying uh, certain things, so we're we're just not in a position to, to to talk about that story yet. But we will soon enough, right? I want to, you know, I'm going to say one quick thing about that though. Um, Gaffney's over the last summer, when I was public safety commissioner, were very proactive in working with us um, when things were getting really rough downtown, and they were they were they really did. Um, Put, put forward some extra effort to make sure they were in communication with the police department when an issue came up and, and you know, got us there right away so things didn't escalate. Um, I just have to do one quick thing about that. I see online everyone talking about how we have to shut down Gaffney's, shut down Gaffney's, pull their liquor license, shut down Gaffney's. And I just have to say, if anyone in Saratoga Springs thinks that our downtown problem on Caroline Street will be solved by closing a single bar, you are sorely mistaken. Um, that is not the answer. This is a symptom that is not a cause. And we have to have a much bigger picture conversation about how and why we have this really intense, hard partying scene that has really spiraled out of control and is putting everyone, uh, everyone's safety at risk. Um, but you know, shutting down one bar, guess what, guys? You want to know what's going to go into that bar when it gets leased again? Some other iteration of Gaffney's. 
it's not going to change a thing. So I just want people to realize that and kind of understand that this is not just like a problem relating to one single spot. Um, so anyway, quick note on that. But my uh, my cheer and cheer for the week, my cheer is Chowderfest. Um, Chowderfest is something I've loved going to when it started. It kind of turned into a little bit of a beast. Um, I didn't love it the last couple of years because it just turned into like a massive drunk fest, which I wasn't a huge fan of. But I'm glad that it's back this year and I love how they're doing it, which is all week long when it starts, you can order um, chowder or go to all the participating restaurants and have chowder and taste it and sample it and rate it and whatnot. And then they're having a Saturday event, um, but they're trying to incorporate, I know more some kids elements and whatnot. Um, and I know it's great for the restaurants and businesses and bars. I hope that people maybe don't decide to like go crazy, binge drink and, and you know, go nuts the way they have in years past uh, with this kind of new iteration of how it's happening. But I'm just glad to see it back um, as I am with everything else that's been gone during COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's back. Um, my cheer for the week is not local. It is Bill Barr. Bill Barr, you suck. You sucked when you were in office or when you were appointed. He was our attorney general uh, under Trump. Uh, he came, in December of 2020, he came out being very critical of Trump, you know, in the last, the last month of his presidency. We needed you to be critical a lot sooner than that, Bill Barr. Now you've got a book. You're going out doing interviews because you're trying to sell your book. Don't buy the book, people. Don't buy the book. He screwed up big time when he was attorney general. And, and let's not support him now and put money in his pocket because he's, he's decided to tell his story and make some money off of it. So Bill Barr, you're my dear of the week. You suck. Also, Putin, you're my dear permanently. You're evil. You're awful. You are putting yes. this one man is putting the entire world in jeopardy. And it's affected millions and millions of people because of one deluded man. So if I were in charge, I would have every weapon in this world pointed at him um, because the guy's got to go. So, Putin, we're watching you. Um, well done, Robin. Dan. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. I'm <laughs> sure he's. I'm sure he's shaking in his boots right now when he sees this. You know, he'll, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be terrified that I've uh, that I've said that. But um, I we are going to try to be back up live again tomorrow with Adam when he's on the border. Um, but other than that, we will see you all next week. I uh, I think uh, our new format, our new platform, was working well. I didn't get it going as much as I wanted to. It's a little tricky. We're figuring it out, but um happy to have, happy to have another episode of Talking Saratoga. Wow. You, you did a great job, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. For all <laughs> the she, she is the tech person. She's not only the on-air talent, she is the tech person, folks. Trying. We're trying. Um, all right, Dan. Well, thank you so much. This we will great. be back in a week. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye.